You were listening to episode 17 of Fresh Floppies. What is up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the mother-loving geek nation? Father-loving geek nation. Just the loving geek nation. Uh, welcome to another edition of Fresh Floppies, where we review, spoiler-free review, comics that are coming out today on the shelves right now. The freshest of floppies, which is a delightful term that we use for single-issue comic books. They, they flop a little. They're little floppies, little floppy boys. Um, a little different today. Uh, I'm your host, Riding Solo, uh, which is not my name. Uh, my name is Noel. Uh, but JD is not going to be able to attend this AM for he is dealing with a sick baby destructo. So we send our love to both of them. But anyway, we should talk about the comic books that came out. Um, the I, we could have skipped, but there's a couple of bangers that come out there today that I think we should maybe talk about, especially those uh, people that are uh, some of the uh, faithful listeners that listen to the show right before or on their way to the comic shop. Is this worth picking up? Is it not? A new number one? What's this all about? We help you. So the first book that I would love to talk about today is a highly anticipated Marvel joint, um, a return, as it were, uh, an invasion, perhaps, uh, of the Ultimate Order. Ultimate Invasion, written by Jonathan Hickman with art by Brian Hitch. Um, yeah, I mean, as the title suggests, I, I don't know, uh, uh, levels of understanding or, or knowledge in the comic sphere, especially when it comes to Marvel Comics, 2001, 2000, um, uh, a little initiative called The Ultimate Comics came out, which was uh, a brand new continuity for uh, main characters like Spider-Man, X-Men, uh, the Avengers, which were called the Ultimates. Um, it, it was a, a of an era, a, a reboot of continuity without rebooting the main continuity of the Marvel Universe. These comics went on for 15 years uh, before being dismantled in the Secret Wars kind of big event by Jonathan Hickman himself. And Jonathan Hickman had written some Ultimates, uh, uh, Ultimate Avengers, uh, during that 15-year run. So this creative team... Oh, and, and then, of course, Brian Hitch was the first and main artist for the first run of Ultimates by Mark Miller. So this creative team is deeply embedded in those endeavors from 15 years ago. And it has been since Secret Wars, what is that, like seven years ago, uh, with no Ultimate Universe. Uh, a lot of the complaint of the Ultimate Universe at the time, too, is that at, at one point, you know, we we're two or 300 issues or 200 issues in for some of these comics. And the idea of the Ultimate Universe being one that you could just jump into kind of became moot because then there was now there was just as much continuity <laughs> than uh, than the normal universe. But, you know, everything, everything has its time. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, this is a return to that, um, in a very interesting fashion. Uh, if anybody's read Jonathan Hickman books before, you know that he doesn't really do anything straightforward. So I'm not going to spoil the contents of the book or what transpires, just that it, it, um, this story centers around the maker. For those of you who don't know, the maker is a evil alternate version of Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe. He 
there's an uh, ultimate event by Brian Bendis called Doomsday, where it's revealed that he um, he's kind of the original incel. <laughs> he got so um, disheartened and dismayed and broken and uh, leaned into his trauma and decided to literally remake the world uh, as he saw fit and became a big old baddie. So we've got this ultimate evil Reed Richards running around just as smart as our Reed Richards. He had he survived the collapse of the Ultimate Universe, him and Miles Morales, and now he is kind of making a play, uh, escaping from prison and stealing things from the original members of the Illuminati, uh, them being Black Bolt, Reed Richards, uh, Tony Stark, Namor, uh, Professor X, and Doctor Strange. How it all transpires... You have to read it to find out. But did I like this issue? Um, Yeah, I, I really like this issue for a couple of reasons. One, I did read all of that Ultimate stuff. I, I'm actually in the middle of kind of a reread of it. So it's very fresh in my mind, the idea of what they tried to do, what Marvel tried to do in the early 2000s, because a lot of it feels early 2000s, but in a nostalgic and, and sweet way, as opposed to this shit doesn't hold up. Um, So I'm kind of already embedded in it. And then... I love I love when Jonathan Hickman does superhero comics. They're they're familiar but so very different. Um he a lot of times will tell a story at you um or he doesn't wait for you to catch up. He just kind of keeps going and eventually it'll all come to play. So like anything that this book story-wise is kind of lacking and do I get it? I kind of just put that in the hands of Hickman and trust him. Um so that works. Brian Hitch a lot of people love his art. I just kind of like it. It's basically the, the the inking and the coloring, I think, kind of takes away from his pencils. And it was just even more clear because this is uh, this is kind of like a, a double-sized issue. And the back actually gives us some um, penciled pages of his from this actual comic. And I'm sorry, but they look 10 times better than the finished product to me. So, I mean, I would love, I would love just a black and white hitch. Yeah, let's go with that. But anyway... Um, yeah, this was worth it. This was a worth pickup. You don't have to have all of the knowledge of the Ultimate Universe. You just need to know, hey, that's the baddie. He's going to do a thing. And he's literally besting everyone we think could stop him. And this is just the first issue. So it, it, it really does set up kind of like that. Um, I mean, it, it felt a lot like that first issue of House of X. You know, like you kind of just jump into a new status quo and, and you're wondering... Is this is this real? Um, and that's kind of a great feeling. Uh, I like this a lot. This was good. I would I would highly recommend giving this a shot if it wasn't on your pull list. I think this is going to be one of the biggest books this week. The next one I want to talk about is another anniversary issue. Uh, Wonder Woman number eight hundred, extra size, spectacular. Um, I am not a current reader of Wonder Woman, but when I saw the a uh, new creative team that's coming out of this. I put it on my pull list, and I'm very interested. That's of Tom King and Daniel Sampier. Um, and I picked this up because it's the unofficial start of that run. The back half of this book is kind of like a, I want to say, 10 to 12-page short story of the beginning of their run, which introduces a new character that I will not spoil. Um, but it is a new... It's a new character. Introduces a new character, kind of establishes a, a, an interesting new status quo, um, and promises to tell a larger story. You know, good old classic 
preview comic books. Um, the rest of this issue was good. Um, it was written by Becky Cloonan, Michael Conrad, with art by many people. Uh, Javier Martin or David uh, Martinez, Jones, Hamner, Bartel. Like it, this is this is a it's an 800 anniversary issue. It's a jam issue. So there's usually two ways that this could go. One, they do it just a basic anthology where a bunch of different creative teams tell a bunch of stories, or some sort of narrative device that allows a bunch of different artists and creative teams to jump in and out which they do the latter. Um, I don't know if this was introduced earlier in this series, but um, <laughs> Wonder Woman Diana is kind of in a, I guess, uh, a trance of some sorts or a, a spiritual walkabout, and her body is on Themyscira, and she's just kind of in her own head going through trials. Um, if it was introduced earlier in this run, great. Did I need to know uh, the specifics of it to enjoy this no no i didn't uh, i just enjoyed it as it was she's in her own head and she's kind of revisiting these different eras of her book and these different more specifically the other people who have called themselves wonder woman over time so like she has a little adventure with yara floor with casey sandmark with donna troy with her mother with nubia like it's it's kind of a greatest hits of wonder woman and it really works um I don't have a huge affinity for this book, but this was a really, this was an easy blind buy. Like you just pick it up and, and have a good time. And honestly, the King story in the back, I kind of freaking loved it. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited to see what this book is going to be about. If I give you any details about what that little short story is, then it'll kind of ruin a bunch of things. So stay away. Just kind of pick it up. It's really fun. I liked it a lot. Very fresh. I guess I should give some ratings for these. I think both of these books were very fresh. They, they both Ultimate Invasion number one and Wonder Woman 800, they scratched itches uh, very effectively. And they're meaty books. Um, they're both uh, double-sized, oversized. Um, I don't love the price point of Ultimate Invasion number one. I think it's $7.99, but it's fine. I get it. Um, they did the same thing with Inferno, which was Hickman's... Um, four issue miniseries uh that kind of ended his x-men run but they were very meaty books so it, it kind of you know took the sting off uh but what's next what's next what's next we're gonna do a quick show ah yes incredible hulk number one yeah it's a renumbering it's another renumbering so the hulk series by donny cates and Ryan Otley just ended uh, unceremoniously, I might add. Um, Donny Cates is one of my favorite writers. He left the book for a short period of time um, towards the end for undisclosed reasons. Hope he's okay. Um, and Ryan Otley, from his outline, finished off the, the art and writing chores uh, for the rest of the book. So it ended at 14 issues, the last three of which were written also, also written by Ryan Otley. So it just, it was really rushed. I mean, it still is a good 14, 15 issues, counting like tie-ins, a chunk of, of uh, Hulk that's fun, but it did kind of feel like it had its legs cut out from under it. Is that, is that still a euphemism people use? Probably not. Cut short. Um, so this is a new number one written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with art by Nick Klein. Another person that kind of... <laughs> This is this is really, it's it's kind of like a, a, a inside baseball ish, but 
Um, at the same time, Donny Cates and Nick Klein launched their Thor run. That they and then like two months later, they launched uh, Donny Cates and Ryan Otley launched their Incredible Hulk run. Uh, Donny Cates left both books um, for, I'm sure, very good reasons, personal ones. Um, and the artist from Thor moved over to Hulk <laughs> with a new creative team. Like it's just a it's it's a big switch up between these two books, and then like a new um, Thor is going to start, uh, Mortal Thor, which is written by the Hulk writer before Donny Cates, Al Ewing. It's it's uh it's what is it revolving chairs uh, whatever either way new number one Philip Kenny Johnson Nick Klein um this is a very back to basics kind of Incredible Hulk with a couple of good twists the art is fantastic Nick Klein is awesome especially when he's doing uh monsters and and goopy uh visceral things uh which is I guess a bit of a spoiler the the cover literally says the age of monsters has begun. This is a monster book. Um, those of you that liked the Immortal Hulk, which really was kind of a supernatural monster book, this is this directly references that without requiring you to know everything. Like even just looking at the kind of setup indicia or the the prelude part, uh, it talks about the green door being shut. Some of you may get the reference, some of you may not. Read Immortal Hulk; it's really good. Does not is not required for this. Um, it, what's in it bruce banner is is on the run uh, like he always is um he wronged the hulk and every time the hulk comes out he tries to stay it's very basic stuff however now they're being hunted by um some new villains who might be goopy and gross and and weird and can do things so this is this really is a classic number one issue of setting up ordinary world introducing new villains and then really just kind of puts the first breadcrumb on how these two plots will interact coming forward it felt meaty it felt um it felt full so yeah this was a solid first issue i liked it a lot um i typically don't read hulkin issues and issue number two when it comes out is gonna be a real moment for me like I am interested to see where this goes. I love Nick Klein's art. I like Philip Kennedy Johnson. He wrote. He's he 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 is currently also writing. I think action comics still, and did the whole War World saga with Superman, which was surprisingly very fun. Um, and I say surprisingly because, I mean, I, I, when you describe the plot of that, well, none of those tropes are in my wheelhouse, and uh, I found this really interesting. Um. But this this does have promise. A great writer, great artist. Um, I might I might start checking this out on a more regular basis, and I look forward to seeing where it goes. Um, yeah, that's the Incredible Hulk number one came out to, comes out today. Philip Kennedy Johnson, Nick Klein, and Matthew Wilson. I'm gonna go with fresh. Uh, so far, it's a pretty fresh week, my friends. Uh, comics gotta love them. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, um. I have two more books. Uh, one's wonderful. One's was a chance I took. Uh, which one do you think I should go with? Let's go with the chance. Let's go with the chance. Um, so I love monster movies. And I don't mean like with a monster. I'm talking like kaiju monster movies. My experience with Godzilla movies 
um, growing up in Florida, didn't have cable on public access every Saturday after cartoons, or it was like UPN or WGN or something, doesn't matter. After Saturday morning cartoons, they played old Godzilla flicks and big monster flicks. So I just sat there all day and watched them. I love big monsters. So I saw that there's a new Godzilla comic that came out today. I have read a splattering of Godzilla comics. I don't, uh, the only one (laughs) that I ever wanted to read again and or really stuck with me was uh, Half Century War by James Stokoe. And that's only because, that's mostly because the the premises was delightful. The idea of 50, the course of 50 years in this one man's life and all the meetings with Godzilla. Uh, and the art was ridiculous. So like that was the perfect kind of storm of, um, it made it feel different. Other than that, I, it, it's just not a genre I am enjoying in comics, I think there's some things personally. I think there's some things that fit better in the mediums, in different mediums than than in comic. Everything in comics. I do remember Kaiju Score, uh, by Aftershock, which was solid, because it wasn't really about the monsters. The monsters are it's it was a heist flick. It was a heist comic, um, and the monsters are just kind of part of the the heist. It's a force of nature, so that kind of worked as a kaiju book. But just like kaiju comics. Eh. Oh, I read the the first trade of Ultraman. Again, that's about Ultraman and the team and stuff. It's not about the monsters. So, it, Godzilla comics. I, I we'll see. So came out today. Godzilla. Here there be dragons. Number one, uh, written by Frank Thierry with art by Inaki Miranda. So Frank Thierry's been around forever, forever. Um. I have seen his name on a thousand things and probably read a thousand of his things, but he's I, I've always kind of equated him as a, a really, really good journeyman kind of writer. Um, he could do anything and everything. I think I've, I want to say like a bunch of Venom stuff and Ghostwriter stuff, essentially like characters that I typically don't read. Oh, I think he did a bunch of like maybe Joker and Harley Quinn stuff. Again, he like checks all the boxes off on characters that I don't typically read all that much unless they're in other books. So he didn't compel or detract me from this. But then what made it so interesting to me was Inaki Miranda, uh, the artist who is one part of one half of the Miranda Brothers team who did We Live, which was one of my favorite comic books when that came out uh, two or three years ago. And then like the sequel came out last year. We Live is awesome. If you guys have never read it or seen it, get it. We Live. So good. Um... So I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, let's go. Um, If the title is any indication, Here There Be Dragons. It is a pirate book. Um, (laughs) And I want to say maybe it's 22 pages? 22 pages of comic? 21 and a half are a straight-up pirate book. Um... Speaking like pirates. And Godzilla shows up in the last page. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, spoilers. Godzilla shows up in the last page. He's on the cover. But I found it, while accurate, incredibly grating to read. <laughs> this is a really hard read for me. It, I, I don't 
I, I don't care for pirates <laughs> or pirates speaking like pirates. Um, I, it just, um, as, as much as the, the book didn't want to, or as much as the book I feel like wants to kind of be a straightforward story, um, because of the dialect, I kept reading it as, as a, a, a heightened pirate in my head. Uh, and it made the book silly. So like my own baggage about all of these tropes made the book read very silly to me. Other people will not have that experience because they're better people than I am. But um, but I gave this a shot and I really wanted to, I really wanted to, I want to love Godzilla comics, guys. So if anybody has um, Godzilla Rex, uh, that's recommendations, R-E-C's, not T-Rex, R-E-X, haha, <laughs> get it. Um, if anybody has Godzilla recommendations, throw them my way. Yes, I've already read Half Century War, um, but I really, I, I, I want to love kaiju books, and it seems as though they're all kind of maybe one flavor of thing, and it might not be for me, so that's okay. Um, the art is, is wonderful. Um, the plotting is fine. It's just, yeah, not my jam. Uh, I would give this... Um, fresh enough because I feel like if this pushes the buttons of some things that uh, this pushes buttons that other people just go gaga over and I'm uh, a rougher customer I guess so fresh enough sorry about that sorry about that guys I didn't love it but a book I did love is Dawn of DC Titans number two written by Tom Taylor Art by Nicola Scott. Here is a perfect superhero comic. What's going on? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I feel like every week we talk about how great Tom Taylor is, how wonderful Nightwing is, how 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 kind of fun this new era of DC is, where it's it's um, it's light and dark at the same time without being edgy. It's just it's it's um it's great. It's super great. DC is is having a bit of a renaissance right now that I'm thoroughly enjoying and I feel like having read comics for the last 400 years it really does it's a pendulum you know like there's there are eras of DC that are just the top tier comics and Marvel is just kind of okay and then there's eras where Marvel just steps it up and they are a part of every co- cultural conversation in the comic book industry and DC kind of flails a little neither of them are better it's just we've got we got to ride with the ebbs and flows and not and not to uh, be so team oriented that you miss out on great books like Titans. Be a Marvel zombie all day, that's great, but Titans and World's Finest and Superman and Nightwing, these books are fantastic and you guys need to jump on them. So Titans itself um in the first issue it appeared as though somebody well no somebody did die in the first issue and this this issue begins with all of our favorite titan characters stumbling on the body and it just goes from there this book is uh, i i almost don't even want to talk about it the, the details of it because it's it's such a fun um surprising little capture read um artist wonderful Nicola Scott is one of my favorite artists she is I think a lot of people equate her with Wonder Woman and that is that is completely fair and accurate because she did a run of Wonder Woman with um with Greg Rucka twice I think 
Uh, she worked with Greg Rucka a lot, actually, with, uh, uh, what is it, Black Order? Black Magic? Black Magic, yeah. Um, great. Just just amazing. The emotionality, uh, physicality. I, I love her art. It's great. Um, and Tom Taylor just gets these characters. Like, I, there's... This book starts with a flashback. Um, it starts with a flashback of them all still Teen Titans in their original costumes and young, and they they're uh, about to break into a brother brother Blood's church, and they're they're going for an offensive, and they won't see us coming, and we got this, and they break open the door, and the Justice League is already there wrapping up because they they've already thwarted them in seconds, and blah blah blah, and these kids are a little <laughs> dejected like hey um i know it's cool that they won but like shouldn't shouldn't they let our our arch nemesis be our arch nemesis shouldn't 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 we have been able to take care of them and it's this kind of really fun conversation that comes back full circle <sighs> this book is awesome guys this is as fresh as it gets issue number one is still available issue two is wonderful it comes out today Pick up Titans. It is the Justice League book right now. There is no Justice League book. It is this, and it's great. It's it's a wonderful jumping on point for all of these characters. They're they're here for you to love, and they just want to be loved by you. Get in there. Titans number one by Tom Taylor and Nicola Scott. Number two. Go to your stores right now. Get it. Get it. Anyway. Um, those are all the books that I plan to talk about today. But is there anything coming out this week that I'm excited about? Mm, uh, oh, yeah. Um, so I'm not reading Edge of Spider-Verse, but I'm very interested in the who's he, what's it's of Spider-Boy, the new character. Um, and I believe in issue number three today of Edge of Spider-Verse is the first full Spider-Boy story. So that's going to be a hot property, and everyone's going to want to talk about that. And I think that book itself, I think, is a bit of an anthology book, so you could kind of jump in anywhere. So I might pick that up. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of other things I'm completely forgetting, but as I said before, this is a short show. Uh, it is not as easy to maintain constant conversation without having your best friend across the table from you because his bib is sick. Um, so I'm probably just going to cut it off there. Um, thank you for joining me today, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this on your way to the shop. Um, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, know that tonight at 8 p.m. live on Facebook, YouTube, all the places that you get all of the streamies, we are going to be the, the we're going live with the Cold Pop podcast and we're going to be deep dive reviewing into The Flash, the new movie that came out last weekend um, to much discourse let's call it discourse um on all the social media platforms uh we are going to give our honest thoughts about the movie how we feel how we like what we dislike the whole nine and then also if there's time probably um do a post-mortem on uh the dceu in defense in uh undefense of it and <laughs> maybe a ranking we'll see there's gonna be a full cast tonight so it might it might get a little wild we'll see um but yeah join us there tonight um be sure to like comment subscribe if you have a request of a book that you want us to talk about and or um something that uh, uh you want us to review uh you can email us at 
Gmail. You can email us cultpopgo, C-U-L-T-P-O-P-G-O at gmail.com. Um, or you can find us on social media at cultpopgo. Or uh, you can find me at social media if you want to at Mr. Bartocci, M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I. That's pretty much it. Um, I Thank you for suffering suffering with me this last 28, 29 minutes um, talking about comic books. I love talking about comic books. Um, and hopefully next week there will be more than me behind the mic so you won't be just bored to tears with your ears bleeding because you just couldn't not talk about the books that were coming out this week and you needed your fix. I appreciate that, and I'm there with you. So thank you so much, and we'll talk at you later. For listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new thunder rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.